This is Big Business with Sarah. This podcast guides you to finding what you desire most in life and business. Because running a business is very much about your personal development. In this podcast, I'm sharing what my clients ask me and how I help them. Thanks for joining. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy you're here. And today we're going to talk about a question coming in from my mastermind. And one of my clients, she had a prospect, she had a sales conversation. I'm going to talk more about it later in the episode, but just so you know in the summary. Um, and actually the client ghosted her and then also declined to work with her. And so I'm going to talk about how I coached her through this because, you know, she, she had Foxer access to me so she could talk to me all day, every day, and also with the group, and how we solved it, actually. <clears throat> and so there was a client, so my client, she had a client coming in to her through her web form, and they planned a sales conversation, and it was a really nice one, and then actually she heard crickets, so nothing. <laughs> and later she received a rejection saying that they don't want to hurt, uh, work with you anymore. And ouch, that hurts. Um, I know all about that. By the way, uh, I've received many, many objections. Um, so, and I guess we all really do. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are interested <laughs> in sales. And this, you know, is really a part of the sales process. So when that happened, my client asked me and mastermind. So the mastermind is the group of coaches that I'm, I'm working with. So we're actually also coaching each other. So I'm kind of the head coach. <laughs> but, you know, there's also the opportunity to actually ask questions to others. And sometimes it happens that I don't have experience with someone, something and then someone else can actually step in. So she asked me what she could do to convince them anyway. Or, you know, maybe it was the logistics or do they want to postpone or maybe a surprise and or maybe she should offer a discount and, um, you know, convince them anyway or at least, you know, figure out why they decided to step out. So um, before we're going to start with the coaching itself, I want to dive in, into the sales process with you. So, uh, you know, the sales call itself, um, because I think that's a very important one. Um, you know, of course, that's where it starts. I mean, it starts in the web form. You know, actually, it starts <laughs> um, maybe because somebody really has a desire. They find you on Google, but it can also happen that they are following you on LinkedIn for 192 days, <laughs> and then they decide to work with you um, because your content is so great. So it could be all, you know, the sales process is, you know, very complicated, and um, I have a question later for that about that to you. But so... Sales conversation is a part of that process. So I believe that going into a sales call is going into it with a mindset of seeing if people are the right fit for you. And by the way, I would only go on a sales call if it's, you know, if it's um, going to be people who are going to pay a fair amount. So I would suggest now to hop in a sales call for a $50 video course or something but if you believe that this person, you know, is worth, there's always exceptions, right? So if you really think, yeah, I really want to help this person, see what, what's best for them, of course you can help them. Um, so my discovery calls or sales calls are usually 30 minutes, um, but maybe those ones you can do 15. 
there's so much actually actually you can talk about in those in that time. <laughs> um, so the sales conversation is not really about I, I believe uh, getting people into um, into your sales or in your in your programs without checking if they are not your ideal clients. So really see this from your point of view if you'd like to work with them and. Um, a way to make this clear, you know, and the start is at the sales conversation is just really that you're saying this call is for us both to see if we're the right fit. So it's not just for the client, it's also for you. And, you know, if you're, you're by that, you're disarming the client and you're also, also kind of putting your guard up or, you know, you're a little bit more considerate of, um, of your own feelings. And I think people really respect that. Mm. So the thing with sales is obviously that you're helping people decide if um, whether or not they should buy something or do something. Um, so for instance, if you're showing value, um, they will pay any price, but value is different to anyone. And what for one person sounds like a bargain, uh, sounds to the other like a really big price. <laughs> and also, you know, this changes too for, for the prospects, prospects. So maybe now they think you're too expensive, but maybe in one year time, you know, once they have spent money on a cheaper version of you, <laughs> um, they said they, they are saying to themselves, you know what, I actually do want to spend more money because I want to have results instead of going for the cheaper option. So in a sales conversation, I don't have to say this, I hope, but, you know, dive deep, uh, very deep into <laughs> your, the innermost desires of your clients by asking them questions. So a sales conversation is typically 90% asking questions, 10% you saying something, but really you shouldn't say anything. You should just ask questions. Of course, you have to say something in your pitch, right? But you know, don't, don't talk too much. And also a really big advice that I want to give you is to not give anyone and ever any free advice on the spot. And you know what, if they ask a question, tell them that you would love to help them with that. And that's difficult because I know that many people, also many people that I work with, but actually mo many people in general, start their business 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 <laughs> start their business because they want to help people <laughs> and we're all I, I guess we're all kind of coming from that place of helping others and um, and it's very difficult sometimes to not just help someone but actually be you know think think like a CEO think like a big boss and think you know what no I'm not going to give away free advice because I've worked 10 years to get this experience and this knowledge so also respect yourself in that and people would love that so it there are six steps that I, I shared with her so the first one is and you could you know it couldn't hurt to go back to them and ask them you know what is the reason why they don't want to work with you what is the reason why they stepped out what is the reason you know you, she's had a nice conversation with them um you know ask them and learn from it um the second thing is that they could be overwhelmed with all the options that you're offering so maybe for instance if you have had the conversation and then you're writing up something and you're saying you know what there's three options that you can work with me one two or three 
and maybe people are just overwhelmed <laughs> and maybe there are things that are unclear for them and maybe you just have to say okay you know what you have to get package two because that's the best one that will also can help people um, the third reason could be maybe they're doubting that you could really help them so are you really the authority that they want to work with um, maybe they believe they you know they thought they wanted you uh, but then after the conversation, maybe they did get some doubts. And if you're noticing this in the follow-up, show your expertise in the answers. Always show your authority. You can also, you know, if people are following you on social media, you can also do it on social media. So, for instance, uh, when I'm launching, which is always... <laughs> um, you can actually show, uh, you know, I am always showing my expertise in my posts. So, you know, that's also a way, you know, it was quite interesting when I was right in the middle of a sales process with someone, she filled out my application form and we had a sales conversation or actually we had, we sent a few emails back and forth and, you know, a few days passed by and I, I remembered seeing so many likes from her on my posts, uh, in this case on LinkedIn. And, and that was, you know, such a nice reminder that people are seeing you everywhere <laughs> and that you shouldn't forget that. And also that, that people kind of need that nudge and encouragement, you know, from your content, from you to actually go for it. And, you know, also objections, you know, if somebody is saying that this is the reason why they don't want to do that, uh, those could be also um, reasons that people actually want to buy, but maybe they're afraid to spend the money and they're afraid it won't pay off. Um, you know, if, if it's all a little bit too, f you know, the fourth thing that I said to her is, if it's all going a little bit too fast for them, you can also always give them some time to think about it and mention that you're going to contact them again on date X. And this is a very important one, um, you know, mentioning them, uh, mentioning to them that you're going to actually contact them or maybe even set a new conversation or a new date um, <clears throat> that you are going to talk to them. That will allow you both to be, uh, to have, you know, some sort of certainty and, you know, if they are saying no after that, it's fine and it's very clear. The fifth uh, tip that we kind of spoke about, because we have been talking about this back and forth and, you know, you know now it sounds very clean and everything. Well, I hope it does, actually. But, <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're talking back and forth. So this is really a summary, right? So I didn't say oh, these six things. So... Um, you can always offer people a special bonus because that's what she asked me if she should do it. But I wouldn't really do this in this phase of the sales process, right? Because this is more something that you could do in a pre-order or something, but I wouldn't really give a discount after a sales conversation. And an annoying question, the sixth thing that I asked her, and this is more a long-term question that I asked her, was why is this annoying for you? Because she didn't like it, obviously, and um, and I recognize this too. You know, sometimes I spend too much time on a lead, and uh, so I asked her, "Did you maybe spend too much time on this person? And did you read the signals well? Uh, maybe you were kind of dream hoping that she, you know, that client 
would answer this and that. Um, but actually, it wasn't. And what is something in your sales process that could be better? Mm, it was really not nice to say this to her, obviously, and also not to repeat right now, but actually being very strict also to yourself and being honest to yourself about your business and, you know, not be too sad about it, but just be, you know, really thinking again, like that CEO, like, no, you know what, actually this, I, I have, I have done something wrong. So, and those were the six steps that we kind of when you know, where it kind of, um, what we kind of discussed. And during the coaching in Voxer, I found out that my client gave away free advice in the sales call. And my rule of thumb is, um, yes, you can give heaps of free advice online um, for more people, you know, sharing content. You know, I'm sharing so much of my content right now. I'm actually sharing, you know, my coaching. And um, I know that this question, you know, might appear again in the mastermind. And actually what this free content allows me also to do is, you know, for instance, maybe in one year time when I'm getting the same question, because this happens a lot, I can actually, you know, send my clients to this podcast episode and also give some extra coaching in Voxer, obviously. But, you know, creating something that I can share, you know, something scalable, like, for instance, a podcast episode that everyone can listen to, that is great to give as free advice, but um, never ever give individually catered advice for free. And I was also a little bit, you know, actually in retrospect, maybe I was a little bit too harsh, but you, I, well, I didn't say it with that many words, but actually my conclusion was you gave the client the opportunity to walk away with free advice and you don't want to have that feeling. And so you don't want to give people the opportunity to use you. And, you know, the cold, harsh truth about running a business is nobody owes you anything. And this is really true, you know, um, and... And this is very hard, you know, it's, it's very difficult. I don't like it, I don't like to say it, but it's just true. And once you know that, it's, got, it's so much easier running your business. So looking back, this process was not a fail, um, but a learning. And uh, she is using it now as a test case for the future. And she's never going to give, give away free advice and... You know, she will actually, and she is attracting more and better clients from now on. And she's even hired a new team member to help her with the work workload. Mm. And that is what entrepreneurship is really all about. Learning from every experience that you have. And so, for instance, in the sales process, one of my coaches this week told me to collect as many no's as possible this week. And I'm actually loving that advice play with no's, play with rejection, play with people not wanting to work with you because those people are actually helping you find the clients that you do want to work with. And now it's time for one of your questions. Hi, Sarah, this is Dimas from Rotterdam. Uh, first of all, congratulations on your podcast. It's very informative and a lot of fun. 
Um, here's my question. Uh, I'm currently in the in, in the middle of the process of niching down my business, and I'm wondering what your thoughts are on niching down and how did you go about it. I'm looking forward to your thoughts and keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Dimas, and a lovely question. I really like this question about niching down and. Um, let me star start by saying that this is a never-ending process. Um, so first, for the people who don't know what niching down means, it's actually choosing a certain niche and really stick to it. So for instance, you can say, I am a leadership coach, or you can say, I am a leadership coach for new leaders in the creative industry. So what makes it so nice to niche down is that it's very clear to your audience what you're doing. And I know that many business owners are afraid to niche down and to choose and, you know, um, to maybe specialize, but actually you're really helping your audience with that a lot. And, you know, I'm also not perfect in niching down. And, um, you know, for instance, I'm saying that I, I love helping women and, um, and I am saying that, but I could say that more. And what the reason why I'm not doing it is because I'm also coaching men. <laughs> and, um, but actually, you know, actually when I'm thinking about it, I've also followed coaching with, uh, business coaching coaches who said that they only work with, that they prefer working with women. And they also worked with men. So I shouldn't really. So I, I, I know the struggle. You know, I'm, I'm a human being too. Um, so to help you, Dimas, is, you know, what I'm teaching my clients is to start with you. Most coaches would say to start with your ideal client, but I don't believe in that. Um, yes, I do believe in your ideal client, but really start with you first. So what do you like to do? What makes you happy? And even if it's not profitable yet. Um, and also another exercise that people really like is begin with the end in mind. So once you're 90 years old, what kind of life do you want to look back at? Who do you want to have helped? Uh, what kind of difference did you want to have made um, in the world? Currently, by the way, I'm watching the Branson documentary. I'm thinking, oh my, I should really step it up. <laughs> This man is, you know, I mean, you know, aside from your opinion, you know, obviously, because I understand that you can also be critical, but, um, you know, if you're thinking about, you know, the business game, he has played that very well. Anyway, second tip I want to give you is start sharing context, content from your perspective. So if you're just starting out, for instance, and you don't have a lot of clients yet, Create content in which you are sharing your learning process. So, you know, share the books you've read, share the post podcasts you heard, uh, share the inspiration you got, and maybe maybe you have one client and uh, share their learnings with your audience. And if you're experienced, share that. You know, share all your experiences with your clients in life. Also, respond to articles. For instance, Gary V is doing a really great job right now in that you know, where he's sharing TikToks or Reels, and then he has a background of a news story, and then he's reflecting on that. And obviously, he's really an authority, but you can definitely steal his, um, steal his um, tricks. So 
the third tip I want to give you is what happens is that people will recognize you from that perspective. And when, you know, when they need you, uh, they will come to you. And this, my friend, is niching down and demand generation, you know, in full force. And, um, you know, demand gen generation is the opposite of lead generation. And that's a little bit the old marketing, you know, uh, chasing people in the DMs. That's a little bit more sales, but actually the demand generation really believes that marketing is more important than sales. And I believe that too. So you will, and also one thing that I want to give, you know, one advice I want to give you is that you will gain more clarity uh, on your niche once you are niching down. So it doesn't have to be perfect right now, right? So you can, you know, the nice thing about an online business um, or having a website or having a LinkedIn profile or whatever, so you can always change your tagline, right? So you can, you know, for instance, if you're saying, I want to help young leaders in the creative industry, maybe you only want to focus on the music industry and you can just change it, you know? You can call yourself that. <laughs> um, so for instance, also, my if I'm looking back, back at my first podcast episodes and, you know, if you're just tuning in into my podcasts, you can listen back to it and you you will see the difference. Uh, that was not really what I was. You know, I was looking for it, but now I am actually. And so do it, try it, trust, trust the process. That's what I want to see you do. And also to work with different kinds of clients and find out who you like to work with the most. And also, uh, another thing I want to share with you is that Gabby Bernstein advised in her manifesting challenge, which I'm currently following, she says that when she was still working a job, she said, you know, what she desired to be to people, you know, they asked her, what do you do? She said, I'm a motivational speaker and author. And she wasn't yet, <laughs> but she said that, and now she is. Um, so also take that role before you are that entirely. And um, yeah, I think it's a really fun question, Dimas. Thank you so much. And we will be hearing from you and checking out your <laughs> taglines. Now I have a question for you. So my question for you is really about the previous question coming in from my mastermind. And it's, I'm going to ask you to write down for yourself what your sales process is. I was talking a little bit about it before, but write it down. Make a drawing, write it down. How did your clients that you have right now come to you? When did they decide to buy? What were the seeds you planted beforehand? And once you've written this, this down, you can look at it and think, what could go better? What did I miss? Am I leaving money at the table? So, you know, looking at your sales press process is going to be, make it so much easier for you to go into the sales mode. And yeah, I love doing this. Actually, I have, you know, a sales process which is going everywhere. <laughs> it's a little bit confusing for me, but, you know, my clients still seem to find me. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, but, you know, you can always do it better. And um, yeah, good luck with writing down your sales process. And that's the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening to Big Business with Sarah. If you've enjoyed today's episode, leave a five-star review and hit subscribe. If you're ready for your next step in business, you can find out how to work with me in the show notes. 
do not forget to submit your coaching question for one of my next episodes. Have a happy day.